Damn, my fault, original gangster. I didn't know you was. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, original. <laughs> my apologies, original. <laughs> my apologies, original gangster. I didn't know you was chill like that. to the 1313 podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. To all you rags, welcome back to the podcast. To all you shinies, welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. Please, before we begin, make sure that you are following us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a Discord. Link in the description below if you want to be a part of a really cool Star Wars community. Also, if you want to go above and beyond in supporting the podcast, make sure that you join the Patreon. Link is in the description below. At the beginning of each month for our highest tier in the Patreon, we give away a new thing. And next month, we're going to be giving away Obi-Wan Kenobi's Lego Starfighter in the newest wave of the Lego. So if you want that, make sure that you join us in Patreon and the 1313 tier of the Gungan Boss. Thank you uh, for listening to my spiel. All right, gang. Welcome to another episode of the 1313 Podcast. Even faster uh, this time. <laughs> you know, we're here. Uh, I just want to welcome back Jackson to the show for his monthly cameo on the podcast. You'll probably see him in another few weeks. Yeah, you're ready um, <laughs> So, um, how's everybody doing? How are we all doing since last week's episode? I'm alive. The living. The Eerie Con just passed. Eerie Con passed, and I... Missed it. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm still recovering yes. from how busy and tiring the weekend was. Thank you to everybody who came out this weekend. Thank you to... Shout out to Ben Taylor, Hybrid Toy Reviews, Hunter Schultz, Skywalker Skywalker! And so many others that we met this weekend. Thank mm. you all. And this is your first podcast episode that you'll see us in, all three of us. Yeah. So this You're is probably exciting. looking at this guy like, who's this guy? I didn't see him at the con. Yeah, he was doing... Uh, Army stuff. Yeah. Oh, you were busy doing your soft well, you was out stuff. Doing I was being a man. <laughs> well, he was out and out. Hold on. <laughs> I need to redo it. While he was out doing niche, I was in the woods making moves on these raccoons. <laughs> did you say that because it rhymed? Or is that, did... No, the raccoons steal everything. Did they really? Yeah, the raccoons. So, like, it's an ongoing joke. So, there was this um, exchange suit that we had from, I think it was in, it was Israel or Egypt, my freshman year when we were doing our training exercise. And he had, like, a very strong accent. And the raccoons, like, ripped apart this chick's food because she left it, like, hanging open. He would walk around and be like, watch out for the raccoons. <laughs> the raccoons are going to get you. And so, like... Every single year, the raccoons have terrorized us in, in some way, but they must have effed around and found out because they didn't bother us this year, oh, which is funny. So, uh, guys, 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 All right, I have on. a little would you rather to get us warmed up into this week's discussion. Obviously, we got some Andor on the table to talk about this mm -hmm. week. So the question is Andor related. So would you rather be a stormtrooper uh, or would you rather be a privately contracted security force? By the Empire. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Like, that's even a question. At, you know, before I saw Andor, I would have said the security force. But I didn't realize that the Stormtroopers aren't as much of fodder as we once yeah. thought they were. The Stormtroopers are like when things get serious. Mm -hmm. Or when the Empire means business. So, At least for that planet system, too. Just because the Empire has absolutely system. no, like, uh, want to control it. If the security thing is like, we'll do it. And we'll pay your taxes. And they're like... All yeah. right. And it's just bodies to throw in the name of the Empire. Exactly. And so, exactly. And um, before we really delve into the, the main topic of this episode, 
If you haven't checked it out already, we have a vlog up on the channel. Uh, oh, right. When we went and saw Rogue One, that the re-release, true. when it had a teaser for Andor, that is up now. If you haven't seen it already, go check it out. Yeah, phenomenally done vlog. Thank you, Jacob, for putting that together. Um, and we also, uh, as of this going up, uh, the next day, so tomorrow, Saturday, yep. you will see our another podcast episode, a bonus episode, of all of the hot mics we did from the convention. Uh, if you're not aware, I something that Jacob and I did over the weekend was for a couple hours on Saturday and a couple hours on Sunday, we put together um, a hot mic session where people could come, sit down, talk about Star Wars. We had a couple quick questions for them. Uh, we went over a lot of hot takes. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to the guy who um, was impersonating Nicolas Cage, who sat down with us for uh, about mm-hmm. 10 minutes. That was that was a lot of fun. We had a group show up. We had Darth Maul. Um, we had Oogie Boogie, who I called a, the Boogeyman, it was three so separate cr- it times. It was so cringe. Yeah. I, I was like, dude, you're just insulting this guy. <laughs> well, it's okay, because, you know, he called Rex Stormtrooper Rex instead of Clone Trooper Rex. Mm-hmm. So I think it's oh, an man. eye for an eye. And he deserves it. And um, uh, shout out to Tacticat. Shout out to Tacticat. That, and, that needs yes. no uh, introduction. You'll see it. And also You'll shout out to Matt, a.k.a. Kylo's Creations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun talking to somebody local who's into mm-hmm. the costuming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And shout out to all the members of the 501 mm-hmm. that joined us as well. That was Matt, we'll have you on the show sometime. You're really cool. But yeah, um, that's that's what's going on. So, you know, if you're a podcast listener, you get a bonus podcast episode. And um, lots to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I have at least uh, 12 to 15 reviews that I need to record. Mm-hmm. So that's, we got a lot of content coming. Also, also, um, for Tika's Trading Post coming out, this week. Um, yes. Yeah. Check it out on audio. We had some audio listeners asking for us to put Tika's trading post on audio platforms. So you ask and you shall receive. It's going to be the first uh, audio episode that's going to go up on yeah. all of those streaming platforms. So if you want to listen to it there, you can. Yeah. We also didn't do a Tika's trading post this week because of the convention. Mm-hmm. So I do remember that. Again, lots of fun stuff, lots of cool stuff. But with all that being said, let's get into our little piece of Star Wars news before we talk about lovely, lovely Andor. Yep. Now, we do have one piece of Star Wars news, like I just said. That would be that uh, Rogue One is a Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Rogue. Rogue Squadron has officially been shelved. It is currently discontinued. Um, I don't know if that means that it will come back at a later date, but it is no longer coming in, in 2023 or whenever they said the movie was coming out. Um, there were rumors going around, um, speculations as of the last year or two that Patty Jenkins, the director for the movie, was having creative differences with Disney. Um, also, um, other things like sh- her schedule was just too busy with Wonder Woman and other mm-hmm. things going on. Um, it's all speculation. We have not had an official statement from Patty or from Disney. Um, I'm disappointed, yeah. nonetheless, um, because seeing Rogue One in theater again about a month ago made me realize how much I missed seeing Star Wars in the theater. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. now we have to wait until Taika Waititi's still unnamed Star Wars film, uh, slated for a 2025 release, come out. So hopefully that happens. But I think the creative differences thing is a lot less believable now that I've seen Andor. Because Why do you say that? a lot of the Star Wars content that we've gotten, whether it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett, Mando... It's all kind of fit the same style, you know, like stylistically, they're all pretty similar. Whereas with this, this show is, it's on, it's in a world of its own. Mm -hmm. It is, it is Star Wars, but it is something completely different 
than all the other stuff we've been getting recently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like that's the perfect segue to start going into the show. Let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it. There's sex in the show. Implied. Implied. There's sex in the show. Why is that the first thing that you decide? You know what? I've that shocked really me. That was the one no, thing it, that it threw me off. It, it threw me off. It when I saw it, off. I was like... Because I was like... <laughs> Yo, like, this is for real I was happening like, I was in like, the hey, Star Wars yo. thing? Because the only reference of that that we might get before is Anakin and Padme sleeping with each Why? other. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, like, but this is the thing. Because up until this point, um, the only time that we've heard about anything about babies being made in Star oh Wars was gosh. Shmi being like, hey, yo, this fella just appeared one day. They didn't. The point that I'm trying to get at is that. <laughs> How many babies has evolved with the rest of the Disney shows in the stereotype with it that now they're becoming increasingly mature, which I was really surprised with just because I didn't think we were going to get that Mm -hmm. in Star Wars. I mean, sure, the bit of action that we got from Vader was like that step up, but now I feel like this takes it another level now at this point. So how do we feel overall about Andor? Like... Coming out of the the first three episodes. I like it. I need it. I'm here for it. It it left me... The end of the third episode left me wanting to see the fourth one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, I, um, the one thing that I've been saying, um, and I, know I mentioned it to you already, is that this show is like the new Batman movie. It takes its time and it lets itself breathe. And I think it's interesting because it's very, it contrasts our, our culture nowadays. Mm-hmm. Everything is very quick. Our attention spans are only long enough. To literally to watch TikToks nowadays. So, yeah. you know, and, and us, you know, podcasting is, is something that is very difficult for some people to get into because it's a long form mm-hmm. video or audio. So there's, um, and that's another reason why I think it's more adult, to be honest, because yeah. it's taking its time. Not only is the content more mature, the displaying of the content is, I guess, is for like a more mature audience. Yes, it is. Where in comparison to Kenobi, where it had kind of like mature themes in it. Um, it was still like a really quickly paced show. It was kind of like easy, like you could just sit down and watch it. Where this, it's not necessarily taking t- its time to let the story breathe. It's letting the environment breathe and the extras and all the characters have like a little bit of backstory or little things that make them unique. They're not just like passing through it and rushing their character. Kind of like, um, with, I remember, I don't remember <clears throat> his name, the, um, guy in Kenobi who's a uh, rapper son. Ice, oh, Ice um, son. Um, no, it's Ice Cube. Ice Cube son. Ice Cube son. I look stupid. I can't remember uh, his name right now. O'Shea Jackson Jr., but I can't remember his um, character's character. name. Yeah. But um, okay. so he he just it kind of appears, and then his character is just kind of flat, and but he's kind of pushed to be more of a main protagonist. He's just there. Like he's I never broken. felt anything so, for his character. So now, Roken. Roken is his name. Yep. So now we're seeing with this show characters that are probably just there, just random friends of Cassie, and they have like. Things that make them them. They're not just there. Everybody has some form of significance. It, it felt... I liked it because it, the show took its time to show you what Cassian's life is like. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like a flashback scene where it's like, real quick, we just show you what his life was like and then blah, blah, blah. I know that with The Mandalorian, we're going to still learn more about Din's past. Yeah. But that's because we're sticking with Din through the story. Mm-hmm. We don't know Din's future or his past. We know him mo- most in the present. Whereas with Cassian, we already know how he dies. We are If you've seen Rogue One, you know the end of Cassian's story. Yep. It's kind of like Solo, a Star Wars story. You're taking the time to learn how this character got to mm-hmm. where we've already seen them. 
all, all I gotta say is though, is uh, Cassian and Jin could have lived if they just jumped in the water. That they is true. If they went in the water, they would have been fine. Do you really think that? Yeah, bro, they would have been fine. <laughs> I feel wow. like it's like the best way to survive a tsunami is jumping to a swimming pool. That's facts. It's not gonna hit you. Yeah, it goes right over you. Y'all were just thinking okay. about every, what if everybody just drank the tsunami at the right. same time, dude? What if like, dude? Are you really a, gonna die to water? Are we serious if, right now? Are you just gonna die to or like? If there's a hurricane, just like turn on your your fan and blow it towards a hurricane. Just blow it away. If everybody tornado, dies, just yep. hold your breath. So easy, bro. Easy, just like hold on to the ground, way. dude. Anyways, no, but I'm. Personally, I was a bit annoyed I wouldn't, I wouldn't that. that three episodes came out at once. I love just them. because it was like, well. It was a let lot me, to digest me, all at once. Because it was a lot at first and whatnot. But in the end, I'm happy it was the first three. Because in my opinion, the first three could have been just one episode. Because it sets up the narrative that we're about to see. And I feel like it completely executes like most of the backstory stuff that we need to see. And where Cassian's going to go right now. So that it's not the same thing again the next episode. It's moving we're him, stuck on the planet. Yeah, it's moving him right into the rebellion. Exactly. So... Honestly, if you think about it, episode two would have been really boring if, like, that's all it was and there wasn't, like, another thing to come right yeah. after. If that was a single release episode, everybody would have been mad. Everybody would have, like, if it was, like, just the first two episodes, I feel like everybody would be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. But if it was just episode two, yeah. I would have been like, that's it's, it. It's funny because uh, that was something after I watched the episodes, I knew that I enjoyed it, but I was really interested and, and almost kind of worried to see how the general public would respond mm -hmm. to the show. Mm -hmm. And it's actually gotten overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yeah. And really the only people that haven't liked it, the only thing they don't like is the pacing. And that's because, again, they're so used to everything being so fast-paced. And I like that this show also, plot-wise, isn't just explaining to you all the story beats. Mm -hmm. You're just experiencing it with mm -hmm. the characters. And it's for a more intelligent audience. It's, it doesn't... I don't need everything... I mean, I've been complaining... You need a higher IQ to understand the show is what Tommy's trying mm -hmm. to say. Basically, <laughs> basically, <laughs> if you're stupid, that's why you don't like it. It's, it's the Big Bang Theory in, of Star Wars. Your IQ is in the double digits. That's you why you don't get... You need a IQ to understand Rick and Morty. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those shows where I am enjoying it because... It's not spoon feeding me the plot and spoon feeding me the motivations of all the characters. I'm just experiencing it and I'm understanding it. And that's something that I've been complaining about on the show for months now is I wanted a Star Wars property that would just delve into the plot and be so consumed in the plot that I'm in it with the characters. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be spoon fed everything that's happening. And that's, again, this show has done it in the first three episodes. I'm hooked. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. This show is also so full of details that yeah. I just love. And watching it just the first time through, there were little details that I noticed that I really liked. I actually made a list of them throughout the day. That's a big-ass list. Well, I just kind of like set them up. I was like speaking into my phone. Jeez. First thing I want to say, dude, B2 Emo is funny. I yep. was worried I, in the trailer. I was going to ask you. He didn't talk. I was going to ask you what you thought of him because I kind of he's kind of like K2SO. Okay. And I have a theory about that. And shout out to Sarlacc Digest podcast. I watched your guys' episode about this and you guys had the same idea I had. There were moments where B2 Emo was talking that I was like, that's a lot like Cassian. That is, or like K2. Like, that's yeah. exactly like K2. Do you think that something happens to B2 Emo? And his consciousness gets uploaded to K2. Kind of like L3 goes that to the would Falcon. Be perfect. I mean, I could see it, but then again, it's like, I feel like he would still call the droid B2 instead of K2. Mm. But then again, maybe K2SO was already that droid's designation, or maybe he just programmed it to be like 
B2 Maybe. emo. That would be B2 really cool. emo is so funny. I like that Literally he hilarious. is always running out of power and then he's constantly <laughs> needing to recharge. I also thought it was super funny that like he makes a, a reference to Cassian about how lying takes more processing power yeah. for him to do. Like it's like it's so funny that like for a droid, lying is something harder to do and takes more energy <laughs> it makes than just lot, telling the truth. It makes a lot of sense though, because um What? Oh, he's processing it. Oh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, what is wrong? I thought there was like... No, B2's hilarious, and I would totally buy that two-pack with Cassian and B2 if it wasn't that expensive, and if the Cassian didn't look so... Man. The Cassian actually, looks good in person. Skywalker oh, Hendricks brought it. Oh, he did? He had it. It actually he, looks really good. It looks really good in person. Was that an exclusive or something? It was the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, actually. Nah, I ain't getting that. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually... <laughs> nice job, Jacob. Sorry for the Lizzo interruption. <laughs> um, yeah, but B2 Emo, he was actually, I was, again, from the trailers, I never saw him or heard him talk, and I didn't know that he was going to have a speaking role. I thought it was just going to be one of those things that Disney does, where they try to just make another droid that they can overmarket. Exactly. Um, and I was really, really happy that he actually is a character, like, mm-hmm. that has speaking lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's just a piece. I like when the, again, Super nice detail. They had Corellian hounds multiple times in the show. If I could bring up something that I wanted to, that I thought was, I ended up watching the screen crushes for these and just to kind of get like a general overview again before we came to record. So it would be a little bit more fresh in my mind. Something that he mentioned that I kind of felt like was a potential error in the shooting, but maybe we'll see it clarified later is in the flashback section when the young Cassian is like smashing this stuff on the ship and then the uh, lady who comes to adopt him and whatnot is like talking to her partner who we can also assume is Cassian's father who was hanged. Um, she talks about them killing like a Republic like personnel. Oh yeah. But the marking on them is for the separatists and then a Republic cruiser is coming in. So we can assume that the Republic had shot down the separatist frigate because it's in a Republic on a Republic mining planet to begin with. But if that's correct, that she said a Republic person, I mean, I think that was intentional. There's no way they did that on accident. It's not, it wasn't something that like they just screwed up. Oh no. Cause that usually happens too. They'll say something. Then we'll see a bunch of videos on YouTube and be like, this is the major plot point that Andor just opened up for Star Wars. And then next week it'll be like, oh yeah, so that happened because of that. And then people will be like, yeah, right. It's, it, there's no way with a show that paid such fine detail to little yeah. things, there's no way that they said it was a Republic frigate and then accidentally, you know, and maybe, yeah. maybe the set, maybe the separatists stole that Republic frigate. But you at know? the same time, what are humanoid separatists doing? That's well, there are really, human, there are like re- alien separatists. They weren't, yeah. well, they were humanoid, but humanoid, they were, they were all green. Yeah. So green yeah. using uh, breathers and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were like kinda scientists like the peop- or something. They're kind of like the people on, on Umbara. They're green and they have those giant kind of rectangular. But the Umbarans are actually aren't green. They're, uh, it's just the lights on their helmets. Oh, well. Yeah, they're actually like really pale skinned. I was well, going to say, yeah, those are aliens too. So different thing. But they also, but. they're humanoid. And the Umbarans are so also aren't aligned with the Separatist Alliance either. They are. They are. They were. They're okay, heavily aligned they with the fighting. Separatist. Yeah, yeah no, why else do you think bad, bad, bad. the entire Umbara arc is a thing? My bad. They just wanted to kill some aliens. <laughs> Sorry, G. Sometimes you do. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then, 
Um, I like did like the they included Corelli and Hounds, and I again I thought it was hilarious mm-hmm. that one of them just like takes a piss on B two emo. Mm-hmm. I thought that funny. was so funny. Like, and again that was before he spoke at all. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is great. Like this this is actually a show that gives this droid a character. Dude, Corelli and Hounds are first mentioned in uh, Heir to the Empire. That's another, really that's a, oh I'm going through Heir to the Empire, and there's so much stuff in that book that carries over into everything else. That I'm just like. Damn, bro, you did a really good job of writing this book. Solid, because it's solid. lots of stuff is pulled. Lots of stuff is pulled from it. I really like that book right now. Hmm. I love the new scenery. Just to kind of go with the stereotype from all the other Star Wars shows, it's been Tatooine the entire time, and the fact that we have these big industrial areas and then impoverished sections too, and junkyards that people thought was gonna be Braca, but it isn't. I really ended up enjoying that a whole lot it's like what you said as well the environment can breathe it's a new star wars that we need in my opinion it's not the same revisited places and sure we'll revisit a location here and there but i love to see the galaxy constantly expanding mm-hmm. to see how people are living the galaxy feels big <clears throat> exactly i i can't wait to see cassian in mandalorian season three dude yeah right on a mural or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but i i i like that these new planets like they give you the time to like feel like they're actually lived in a lot of most recent star wars shows mm-hmm. your protagonist is just bouncing from planet to planet to planet and then they end up oh look guys familiar place and it's like i liked a lot hmm. that at the very beginning of the episode that they declared the date of five bby yes yes yes, yes. Not, not only does that, that that isn't that the first mention in canon of mentioning that the years are bby they also call it bby5 instead yeah. of mm-hmm. like five bby which i thought was interesting too i like that they're they're really starting to pay attention to like the, the timeline, timeline. Yep. Yeah. So. and then if i was correct from what I was seeing, doesn't the events of Andor take place 15 years after Kenobi? 15 years after episode three. That's so right, the Empire that's right. has been around for 15 years. Yeah. Now the only now the first few episodes of Andor take place five years before. Then it yes. jumps a couple years. Okay, no, you're right, you're right. Dude, how sick nasty would it be? How sick nasty would it be if the Bad Batch showed up in Andor? They're dead. Don't say that. <laughs> They're dead. I'm praying that they don't. <laughs> We still got to see those clone troopers too. We do. That's, that's what I thought they were going to pop up. That's going to probably be connected to another flashback. Yeah. I think when Cassian first gets to Ferrix with um, when her name is Mar- Marza, I think is her I name. Think. When she takes him names. to Ferrix, I think that that's where we see those clone troopers. Mm-hmm. What if that's the flashback of where his father gets hanged? Yeah, I agree. Because it looks like it was on that planet that we saw through these first three episodes. I could be wrong now. I want to see. I want to see TK troopers in live action. Can we from uh, Bad Batch? Yes, that would get them. Because like, okay, because in our heads right now, we know that they're in Bad Batch right after episode three, and we know that they get discontinued at some point. I want to see them once in live action because now we're starting to get clones back. Can we get the TKs as well? Because we're getting clones post episode three but then we know that tks are there at some points are they only there for like a year are they only in like a special unit uh like what's going on i also really like that i totally lost my train of thought Mm. you're fine you're fine Mm. b2 emo is not making you emo is that is it sent along that that's not it i liked the subtle details oh Oh, never mind you go i like that cassian the show is just ruthless dude first first five minutes in cassian point blank shoots a dude in the face well he Mm -hmm. kills well when the guy falls over and he's like he's not breathing he's dead i was like oh um 
this is where the oh, show is going. And then he just shoots the guy. I was like, yeah, I did think like, I did. Honestly, I thought it was mm. kind of lame that my man bonked his head and died. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he I didn't died. see anything. I didn't see any. He just bumped his head and he, and he died. Nothing happened. We, I won't even say anything. Boom. I think that's really again. The acting in this. I think that the Tell me what your guns sound like. Jackson, what's your gun sound like? <laughs> I think that the acting in this show is on another level. I think that the yeah. acting in this show is better than all the other Star Wars live action shows. Dang. Uh, that's my firm opinion. It is so real and it is so genuine that I feel like I'm in it. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like there, I feel like I'm watching real life events take place. And there's this whole every look on Cassian's face during that encounter shows everything that's going through his head. And again, this is what I mean by the show being more intelligent with the writing. It's not, Cassian is not saying to himself, oh, I'm in trouble now. Like, he's just like, he's just like, you can see it on his face. He gets in the encounter. He thinks, okay, I'm just going to, you know, kick these guys' asses and leave. He does that. Then they end up dying. There's that moment when he shoots him. It's like, I, it's it's two things. I can't take a risk and get caught. And mm-hmm. also, you can see this hatred that he has for the Empire behind his eyes. He shoots the guy immediately. Is like, what did I just do? Like, yeah. I'm screwed. Like, I have to. I, I'm. I have to run now. I like I that have he, no choice. I like that shot where he shoots him, and then he realizes what he does, and then he's running. Felt exactly like how it felt in the Joker after he kills the yes. preps, and then he runs. It, it not only was it shot similarly, it just it kind of had the same tone to it. Yeah, I really am intrigued by this security bureau that we're like watching through it. I really hate this like that officer guy that's in charge as well. I the just think larger so, one or the skinny one? The skinny one because the, the deputy director at NCO. He's a sergeant. Stop Luke. talking about me. He reminds me if <laughs> you've you. ever seen Band of Brothers, me of you. <laughs> and I think it's episode five or six, Lieutenant Jones in the very beginning. Because he's like the stereotypical, like by the books, the protocol guy, but he can't function out of anything. Stop I'm pointing be, at I'm me! Real. I'm Stop! Be, I'll be real. He does make me think of you. Because he's because again, he's very uptight. He's by the book. He wants to do you don't even everything the, how it's supposed dude, to be you done. You don't even have to buy the selfie series of the Black Series. You, you can just buy that figure and pop the head off. His name is Cyril, by the way. Cyril? His name is Cyril. He's named after Kellogg's. And then uh, the, the larger guy is Sergeant Linus. I forget his last name. He was in the Batman. Um, he was? Yeah, he was the larger... Frick. I'm not even going to try to look it up. I, love, I saw he was in that now. I love the corruption and the incompetency of these these like security guards. Like mm-hmm. they act as like a police force, and they're just abusing their power. And mm-hmm. it's like it's such an interesting thing to see yeah. because like you get to see it from their perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and you're seeing it from the perspective of the people that are being oppressed by these guys. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it. I I love it because you're seeing all sides of the story all at once. You get to see like. There's the the senior officer who is like, yeah. nah, they just, you know, they were, he knew. He was like, they were screwing with the wrong guy. They were probably screwing with him yeah. and they screwed with the wrong guy. Let's just cover it up, make it like they tried to help people, but nothing too heroic. Exactly. I have to go deal with the Empire because then if the Empire find that senior officer knows 
they just don't want to deal with the empire. They just want to get paid and call it a day. And they know that if the empire gets involved, it's going to be more work on their hands. And they're just trying to skimp by doing the least amount of work mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. It's the roots of corruption of the empire digging in. And I feel like it makes the empire in this way kind of seem like the way that Star Wars Resistance tries to build Kylo Ren. Because we haven't seen the empire yet. And we know these people really, really dislike this security force and whatnot. And they're already like in a way sort of feared but then imagine when the empire comes in that's like the big bad for these people that's no joke Mm -hmm. you know um one thing i'm I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting past though is this the guy i can't remember his name cassian ander that guy i I don't remember his name but he's a senator yeah I, i can't get past the fact that i've seen him in his underwear in thor i just I can't. I forget about that. That's he, where he's from. Yes, yeah. he's 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 Jane Foster's dad. <laughs> he's Jane Foster's dad. I Whoa. can't. So I I kn- that's one thing I can't get past is the fact that I've, <laughs> I've seen him in his underwear. I can't funny. take him seriously. But um, we got to talk about how in the trailer there's a, a shot with him and Moth Mothma, Mon Mothma, and it looks like they're looking at Plo Koon's mask. Yes, I have. I, I didn't see that. I'll yeah, show you the picture. Let me pull it up. All Jacob's right. going to pull it up. Right. It literally, I don't think it's Plo Koon specifically, but I, it's definitely one of his species. And I think that's a direct callback to that. Um, have you seen that yet? Whoa. Yeah. Mm. But there's, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if they threw that detail in there because Plo Koon is Dave Filoni's favorite. That is yeah, true. That is. And, um, and again, it's another thing where I said like earlier, like the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But so the private wow. security force, it just, I don't know. There's a lot that I liked. There's a lot that you see like the inner workings of it. Like the mm-hmm. sergeant guy, Linus, not necessarily a bad dude. Like he is one of my favorite characters really? from the show so far. And he is the guy that's experienced. He's been in the field for a while. Mm-hmm. He knows how things work and he knows how to get the job done. Then there's Cyril, who is very new to being in the field, but knows how to do things policy-wise by the book. And then you have all these other guys. You know, they're... You see the disagreement on some of the the soldiers' faces. There's the... When... um, um, What's her name? Um, The girl uh, that's, like, Cassian's friends with. Yeah, I know what you mean. Her name starts with a B. The characters Um, are too new. Dude, I barely know the the people in my class. I don't know their names. (laughs) And I I talk to them. Like when when they slam her head against the wall, the one guy, and then they shoot Tim, which, by the way, I was not mad about Tim dying. Tim deserved deserved it it in every single way. He's a snitch. Snitch is getting gadded. He's a snitch. He's a snitch because (laughs) he was jealous of the relationship that Cassian had with his girlfriend. So he was like, you know what? I'm a snitch on him. He deserved it. And yeah, care. so I that's and, cynical, but yeah, and so but like you see the one younger guard's face, the one he gives him the rifle, yeah. and it's like, dude, like, did you really just kill him? Like, we could have like, there's four of us, you know, like exactly. I, I, and again, like they, it says it with a look on their face rather than them explicitly saying it to the other character. It's another thing to show that um that these guys don't do anything. Like they're getting out in the action and they're all yep. they're all pretty shocked by everything that's happening. They also just have no regard or remorse for the everyday person. And that's again, it's like mm-hmm. it just goes to show these people are living in an oppressed society because these guys they just show up, they wreck stuff, and then they they kill mm-hmm. people and then they just leave. And the, and it's cool that the yep. whole town has like a system. They of the banging on yeah to like let. I I experienced kind of something similar to that. Um, Where were you? So um, 
when I was the I transferred schools, but the school I was previously at was a school located within the inner city of Erie. And um, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. People don't like the police. Some people feel like it's them against the police in our city. And it was very evident of this. One time I was riding uh, my one wheel. Oh, I know the story in a neighborhood. And uh, I was riding up by some train tracks and this guy pulls over and rolls down his window and goes, careful, ops around the corner, ops around the corner. And he keeps going. And then sure enough, there's some police just, they were just stationed, just sitting there by the corner. But like, I mean, I wasn't doing anything bad, but it was like one of those things that really, it made it feel like it's the people against the authorities. And that was kind Mm -hmm. of something that, was well, then transferred into Andor, which I kind of felt like I had like a, and that's a real life. Route that's to. exactly it. Because again, uh, if you look at like from an American context, there was uh, an era of policing called what we call the professional era in like in a criminal in like criminology and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was the era of policing from the '60s to the '90s, where all you did was drive around in your squad car, look for crime, kick ass put people under arrest and you weave. That was the job. And so for a lot of these people, the only interactions that they had with the police were them coming into their area, taking people away, breaking stuff, sometimes killing people and then just leaving. And that is exactly what's happening in this show. And that's mm-hmm. why there, and it, it's, it, it's literally, it's identical because in that era of policing lasted 30 years and it ended in the nineties. And this era of the empire has been going on for 15 years. So you can only imagine how long this has been going on. I mean, if the people have a system like this and everyone in the town knows exactly what to do and where Mm -hmm. to go and when to do it, it just Mm -hmm. goes to show that this has been going on for some time. I also like the fact that that they didn't need the context of what was happening. Like when a Cassian's friends just, they just started Mm -hmm. sabotaging their vehicles and stuff. It was like, it was the community because they all they all hated him. Also, shout out to Cassian's one friend because when Cassian comes back to Ferrix and just tells him, "This is the story. This is if anyone asks you, this is what happened." And he just starts adding to the story. Like yeah. I was like, "You're a real one, dude. You're a real one. You're the guy that if a girlfriend calls and says, was he with you last night?' You just go, "Yep, yep. We were out yep, doing this, yep. this, and the other." <laughs> I would uh, I would call Tommy and be like, "I need somebody to help me bury a body," and Tommy would be like, "You're going to jail. <laughs> I'm taking you with me." <laughs> I feel like Tommy and I can speak pretty well to like, I mean, with the policing stuff as well, and then just leadership too. how it's like the Ferrix guys. The... Uh, so the planet's called Ferrix. So you're talking My about the, the, the deputy, the sergeant or the deputy director, deputy director, the deputy yeah. director's name is Cyril, Cyril, Cyril. how Cyril is obviously like what you said, like brand new to the field, knows how to do everything by the book but doesn't understand how to apply it. He doesn't understand how to actually doesn't know how to motivate troops. Doesn't know like when he's on the field, what he's supposed to do because he's just telling people to go around and do stuff. And then when that speeder explodes and kills all those people, he's just shocked because again, he knows everything by the book and nothing else. Where all these other people have that experience. It's like being in the field. You can get trained on by the book, what to do all day. Mm -hmm. But when for lack of a better word, when everything goes to shit, that is when people, you really see people's true colors. You see yep. if they're actually cut out for the job or not. I think not only was it that, it was also his realization of all those people were dead because of him. Yep. Yeah. The, the, he yeah. was told to drop it and he decided to push forward and be like, we have to have to do this. And now all of those men are dead because of him. Mm-hmm. If he would have let, let it go and not happen, not, I think not do anything, they would still be alive. This is perfect character development for him because it's going to put a much more deep-seated hatred for these people now like Mm -hmm. he is going to have a much stronger hatred and i i think the next time we see him he is going to be an imperial officer Mm -hmm. i think this is the last we see 
of this group, and I think that both him and Linus will be Imperial the next mm-hmm. time we see them on mm-hmm. screen. Here's an interesting little thing as well. I really think of him like Rampart. He has really big aspirations and whatnot, and I feel like the two characters just really parallel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is that Rampart has the experience and has better knowledge. He is the guy. He's just evil. Like oh, he yeah, is he the is. dude who will push the button. You know, yep. I, like I feel like Cyril would have to contemplate pushing the button. Mm-hmm. But I think that what has happened in this mm-hmm. episode has pushed him over that edge and will make him more like Rampart yep. mm-hmm. going forward. Can we talk about Blue Noodles guy? Dude, <laughs> literally, cup, cup of <laughs> yes. noodles is in Star Wars. There's that so many, so there's funny. so many things in Star Wars that like I wished I knew like worked or like tiny little like world building details that they just made in this show, mm-hmm. like the blue noodles. That was awesome. It's like takeout food. <laughs> I can't wait to make a T-shirt that says thirteen thirteen takeout, and it's just a little takeout thing of ramen. But I'm gonna turn the ramen blue. I love it. And then uh, the other thing, like uh, those star charts, those ones we've always seen those little tables with all the circles. We never knew what they did. We now know exactly what they do. They, they, they. It's the the space lanes. It's the hyperspace yes. lanes and the lanes of traffic. I love yeah. it. And they track everything coming in and out. It's. They've been there for so long. We've just been like, oh, they look at the acrylic. They look at the screen and then they make a calculation. I also like how we have versions of like Star Wars Amber Alerts. Like how uh, Tim (laughs) looks at that panel and it kind of says, we're looking for this guy from Canari. It's a male, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, damn. I got some info. (laughs) I really liked the style He didn't even get paid for the info. No. Well, he got... He paid with his life. (laughs) (laughs) He gave them the info and then he died. (laughs) That's the ultimate L, bro. Oh my God. I really like the detail as well, where like it shows like the message being translated on the screen and like the other like. From Arabesh to basic. Yeah. Yeah. And like the other subtle effects like that. I really enjoyed it. That's what I was trying to bring up earlier when you remembered your thing. I also like when the, the village of kids is on Canari. Yeah. That there's no subtitling for them speaking their native yeah, tongues yeah. to each other. I love that this show just has characters that don't speak basic and that people have accents that aren't just British or American. I love that like it makes the world again feel more lived in and it makes me like more immersed because I and again, I would assume that the reason it's only kids in the village is because the parents are all working mining. That's dead. my assumption. Well, I don't think that they're dead yet. Because they I don't, all died in the mine. Has the mining accident happened at this point? No. Yeah. The, well, no, because remember, no. Cassian overlooks the entire mine, and there's that giant piece of machinery. It's on its side. Yeah. It's all broken. Okay, I see. There's yeah. nobody there. I think yeah. this is post-mining. Because they said there's a... Mining accident. And yes. the people were had those masks on when they were on the planet anyway. Um, and they mentioned something about the air not being breathable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this is post-accident. I also I, I think that it was it was very briefly glossed over in the first couple minutes, but I, I'm interested to see where this storyline goes of Cassian looking for his sister. I think he's gonna find out that she's dead. And that's gonna be another thing that pushes him up. I over think the she's edge. gonna be Imperial. I think Ooh. I think she I think he's gonna find it's gonna be like a what if Kare the versus Imperial AM. in the trailers? The Imperial chick that we see in the trailers. That, we th- that uh maybe, maybe. Maybe it might be. But that would be something cool where he has to because we know he lives. We don't know about whether his sister lives. And we know that he's already he's been in the fight since he was six years old. So he's probably done some some stuff. Um, so that, that could be an interesting plot point. I wonder if... Because I'm excited to see Coruscant. That's mm-hmm. what I'm most excited for right now. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to see it next episode. I think that's where we're going next. So um, it would be cool if we could get like... 
not necessarily like this is me begging for cameos, but I want to see like I would like to see Rampart put in something. I would like to see. Thrawn. Didn't it look like he was in the trailer anyway? Well, no, we thought that this the guy that looked like you was um was Rampart. Never mind. He's never gonna live this down. No. Um, Jackson is in Star Wars now. Jackson is Cyril. Cyril is Jackson. Dude, you should just cosplay him. No. Dude, you cosplay him. I'll cosplay Cal Kestis, and then you can be I don't know. Be whoever I want to be. Can, no, you can do. Uh, a... I'll be Garza Whip. No, I was gonna say you can do uh, Dexter. <laughs> Obi Wan. Uh, Zero the hot. I also. No, you can be um, you can be Watto. You got the nose for it already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that. Uncalled for. How you doing? <laughs> um, shots fired. Let, uh, let me just say my favorite uh, extra. There were tons of little details that I saw in the show. I saw Rex and Around posted about it already. I was gonna talk. There was about one that. that I made a conscious <laughs> remark the first time I watched the show. Like, oh, like. That's a weird dude. He has like a blue hat on. He's got like some sort yeah. of alien face and he like shakes his head and he's like while he's walking and he's in a couple different shots. And I just thought, I don't know why that extra like stood out to me so much. Because like, it's different because yeah. everybody walks and he's like, like goofing around and stuff. I'm like, he's tweaking. <laughs> There's also the, um, the big Logan. alien with the giant robotic arms on him that I'm pretty sure that we see in, um, from the force away. Yeah, I immediately saw that. I was Dude. like, screen crash. You missed that. Cassian, but they a, missed everything. Cassian has a total Han Solo moment where um he's getting asked about this money that he owes this one guy and the big dude comes up and yeah. I just thought that was another, again, it's so funny because he's like, he paid you to be here. He's like, yep. <laughs> he, said, he said just to stand here <laughs> so I was like, this is so funny dude um wait he spoke actual words but that was yeah, yeah. he spoke english you didn't yeah. get that dude i didn't understand a word he said yeah there was again Watching it's like three mb like i'm also interested i wonder <laughs> if we'll see how cassian got this box that he has that he gives to the senator he probably got it from count dooku the box the box um something else that i liked about the show I consciously noticed that there was no music in the battle scene with like the pendulums um, oh, yeah. in that room. Like again, music is not, that's the one thing I wish this show did more was made more of like a musical impact. I love the intro. I love all the stuff, but I feel like, again, I'm not, I'm really happy. It's so story driven that I'm that immersed in it, but I feel like it lacks classic star Wars music. Well then again, that makes tons of sense because there's no melodies to connect to any of these characters. Right, that's There's true. There's no nothing to harken back on anything. It's, it's all brand new. It's all down and gritty, and it's more intense. And um, a good way to... I think if they had just, like, learned them, like, during the fight scene, it was yeah. just... It would have been, like, okay. It was cool because it was... It gave the fight scene a, a better sense of depth. Music, although it can help prolong a scene it can help have a scene have a more emotional impact or heighten the uh the senses you don't need because one the music would have been drowned out by the sound of things crashing and the chains bong, going all around bong. so i kind of liked that it was silent because it kind of gave focus to the the setting of mm -hmm. the shot music would have drowned out the impact of all those things breaking and the chains whipping about and like when Cassie gets smacked with the chains, things like, cause then you would have to do a, like a, a, a comical like sound effect for him getting yeah. hit. You feel that impact instead of having to listen through music. So sometimes music is aided in stuff, but I feel like this is one of those times where I, it was perfect that it just was absent. Yeah. It, cause there's nothing for there to be a Star Wars musical impact to cause it's not connected to anything. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 
the scene that we saw in theaters was different than what happened in the episode two. I'm going to say that. No. It was the same. It was the it same. Was the same. Three AM brain was tweaking. I w- no, you're not wrong. Actually, there are parts there that they, they there are parts they took they out of the episode yes. in between parts of the sneak yes, peek. Yes, that's what I'm trying yes, to say. The scene like is actually longer cuts. in the show yes. than the sneak peek. Yeah, because they showed us what they saw on YouTube, and then they went right to the action, like with a jump cut in yeah. the theater. So there was just a part in the middle that we never saw. Yeah, and again, that's like it makes sense because like who are you? You don't want to. Yeah, like with the whole like. Oh, they're tracking you through the comm link. Don't you also do notice the blaster pistol that Cassian carries is actually his father. Well, his quote unquote father's pistol. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't you notice know that? that. I like the mm-hmm. little, I like how it revolves too. I like how it like, resets really like, like that. that the double barrel. It's super I was, sick. Something I always like in movies or anything is when people pull out guns like really naturally. I hate it when in every like, because in lots of movies now, people just pull it out and then they just kind of stick it. I see it. one thing in episode five that's like a really good example of this is when R2 gets pulled under in the swamp on Dagobah and Luke pulls out his thing and there's weight to it. Like it flops around a little bit. Like it like really does. And then in Andor, when he pulls it out, like to be like, who are you? It just kind of like it wiggles in place like a little bit. It's just the weight of it. It makes like the props seem like they actually, they're like a weighted yeah. tangible thing more than just like, I have a gun. Well, that's because, yeah. again, it's like uh, in the originals, too, all of the blasters were made like amalgamations of World War II weapons. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they had real weight to them, whereas, and they looked like they could be actually taken apart and put in separate pieces. You look at like the Resistance's blaster rifles in the sequel yeah. trilogy. Those are just props. They're all one piece. They don't look modular. They don't look like you could actually take them apart. And it, it gives less it gives less realism than the original trilogy's blasters mm-hmm. do. Um and that's again something that I think is something that is nice in this show is that the blasters actually look like blasters that you can take apart, and that mm-hmm. the fact that that one articulates that's mm-hmm. something that to me is super cool. And then that, I guess that's also something that works towards like say the clone troopers because the clone troopers their guns they look just kind of like stamp manufactured, kind of mm-hmm. like the clone troopers they're expendable. So it kind of works to their characters as well by having like these like real look, blasters that look like they're super easy to make. They're just all one piece. They're not really modular. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's just one final shot in the third episode. And I know I talked to you about it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that shot where you get kind of an over the shoulder look at every character at the same moment mm-hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. I Again, the girl, I, I wish I could remember her character's name. Um, there's her realizing that Tim is dead and like, what do I'm injured? What do I do now? There's Cyril looking upon the dead soldiers. And again, like Jackson said, that realization of what have I done? Mm-hmm. I caused this. And like, and you see the hatred in his eyes. He wants to avenge these guys for what happened to them. And you want me, you see like, where is he going to go next? You see Cassian leaving with the Senator. Where is he going to go next? It's, I loved it. I thought yep. it was a real cinematography wise. It was fantastic. I liked how, um, like the acting level was also really good. It's because like the girl, she's bleeding from her head. She probably has a concussion. I like the fact that she she reaches for this guy and just can't touch him, and then she gets pulled away. That's that's gonna be an emotional thing that sticks with her character for the rest of the the yeah. series. And okay. and I'm just again, it's like this show is so different and we knew it was going to be different mm-hmm. but i didn't realize how different mm-hmm. until i've watched it and as somebody who has been wanting something different from star wars this is exactly what i was looking mm-hmm. for and more mm-hmm. and i'm 
so excited oh, for yeah. episode four to come I out. I need it already. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I literally, I'm on the edge of my seat yep. waiting. I've already rewatched all three episodes and it's just one of those things i watch the show and all i can do is watch the show i'm it's not like i can put mando on in the background and just kind of be doing random things this is a show that if i'm watching it i'm sitting down to watch it Mm. you know Mm -hmm. i um i'm kind of happy because it seems like disney's taking a lot more risks now and a lot more like things that are yeah different so this is a really good example i don't know if you saw this at d23 uh, Marvel released a new trailer for something for a Halloween special called Werewolf by Night. I saw that. Yeah, it's yeah. Black and white shot in just kind of like a 16 by 16 frame or 16 by 8 frame. I don't know the aspect ratios that well. Old film camera. And it's like a horror thing that's like supposed to be kind of like corny horror like from the 60s. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's something new. Um, I like it. And I hope that they push the boundaries even more and they do something like that for Star Wars and give us horror Star Wars, horror Star Wars, Death Troopers, true movie, make Solo 2, but make it the Death Troopers book. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, I've, I I know there's a million things that I'm going to leave this recording session and be like, Mm -hmm. damn, I wish I would have brought that up. But I I think, I think personally that I've exhausted a lot of my Mm -hmm. conversation. I I agree. I think my last if I had to say one more thing about the show, it would be that it's, I like how it's this multifaceted story mm-hmm. and that no character is safe. You already have characters dropping like flies and the show just started. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see the underbelly of the empire. Mm-hmm. And again, I already am, am super intrigued by the idea that the empire contracted these private mercenaries and private militaries to do some dirty work for them mm-hmm. for places that they didn't feel like were important enough to have their own guards at. Yep. And it makes me, it makes me respect the empire more now because it's like, Oh, the stormtroopers really aren't as expendable or fodder as I thought there was just always a Jedi or, you know, a, a group of protagonists fighting the stormtroopers, yeah. And it just made them seem a lot more expendable. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, Oh man, because these are all just people. They mm-hmm. didn't really fight these security guys. They just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they just kind of did their thing. Um, they hid, they they screwed with them like in indirect ways. I can only imagine what the Empire would do to That's these. That's what people. I was saying. What stormtroopers, legions of them would do. I'm I can't wait to see what it, what yep. it's like. I want the Empire is going to be fierce in the show. I I'm think here for it. My final note for this was in that final shot where we see what where everybody is i think the one thing that actually didn't make me tear up but like definitely put like uh like a lump in my chest was seeing andor's mom sitting there holding the stuff uh bantha yeah and the shot just yeah. pulls away and you can like the room is ruined and you can just you tell that she's like he's never coming back yeah mm-hmm. i'm never seeing him again that was like one of that those is upsetting that was another one of those like I, you you saw her for like maybe ten minutes of screen time, not even maybe five, and you already yeah. f- feel it. You feel it. So yeah. um, this show is going to be fantastic. Yeah, Jackson, do you have any final, final thirteen thirteen or a bunch of shills for saying Andor was nothing but good, and they didn't even criticize it. Dude, uh, don't is- don't tell them that Disney paid us to no. to say to say that we liked the show. I it's just good. If I couldn't good, even we're think of something to criticize. Like, I honestly couldn't. I have no major criticisms nope. or even, like, really any minor criticisms of the show. I don't have show. any. 
like at all. And it's it's again, it's because it's so fresh and so different. If you are not a fan of the show, I would highly encourage to watch it again. Um, if you're not a fan of the show, go watch TikTok because you're not gonna like the rest of it. But I think the show, obviously, the show is gonna pick up. And again, like Jackson exactly. said, there was a reason that they released these three episodes together mm-hmm. because I feel like these three go hand in hand. They they yep. are their own trilogy. Yeah. And dude, if I saw these three episodes as a theatrical release, like I'd I'd be like, man, I can't wait for the next one to come out. Can't but, wait for the next movie. Geek. But yeah, here we are. So. Hope you enjoyed this conversation about Andor, and we will be back next week for another one. Woohoo! Probably won't yeah. be as lengthy just because we're getting one episode instead of three. Yeah. Right, but, right. Um, every day we grow closer to Tales of the Jedi. Woo! I'm so excited. That's for exciting. That. Me, too. Me too. I'm stoked. We're gonna have to binge that in a day, though. Yeah. Right. And we'll have to make some really good notes on everything. Indeed. Oh no. But with that, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the Thirteen Thirteen Podcast. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. If you are new to the channel and we met you at the con, hello. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope that you enjoy the rest Sorry of the Sorry that content. the audio for the first half of the episode was kind of garbage. We just are constantly evolving with our mm-hmm. technology. Yep. And so things are always... Always something new here at the 1313 Complex. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for watching this episode of 1313 Podcast. Um, just to run through it all again. Uh, socials below. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Make sure that you're following them. Uh, we have merch below as well. Want some merch? If you want to get some, if you were at the con and you didn't buy a t-shirt and you like our stuff now and you're like, oh, I wish I got a t-shirt. We got tank tops. We got other designs for t-shirts. Hoodies. We got hoodies. It, if you want to put it on your body, we probably got it. So check it out down below. Um, join the Discord and help us on Patreon if you feel like it. But thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Hey. Da 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 da